0: every team every topic everywhere this is believe hello students and welcome back to pop culture university the university where you learn what is going on in the world of pop culture and see what you can learn about it for your own life. This is an extremely prestigious university. It's more exclusive than Harvard. So the fact that you got in, oh my God, give yourself a pat on the back. You are a smart ass cookie. I'm your host, Petty Emminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture from TikTok, even though the TikTok algorithm is really fucking with me right now. I'm a star. I swear. I'm a star. On TikTok, I have 3 million followers. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. You are so welcome. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stan you. I'm in your fandom. You guys, I'm mourning right now because, spoiler alert for the White Lotus, I'm mourning Jennifer Coolidge's character's death (laughs) on the White Lotus. I told you guys last episode that if she died, I was going to be depressed. She was one of my favorite television characters in so fucking long and the fact that she killed all those gays she shot all those gays right in the chest and she still died she millie Bubby brown them and still died i will never recover i'm mourning it more than i'm mourning my breakup right now that you guys know i'm going through and was depressed about i'm even more sad about it than that which by the way is not going very good he said we cannot be friends anymore and he's gonna block me on sunday so i guess i have time until then to convince him not to but it's fine i'm feeling better thank you guys for all the support in the dms truly means the most and has helped me we got some crazy shit to talk about today truly one of the most dramatic episodes ever i feel like the host of the bachelor one of the most dramatic episodes in petty pop culture history we need to talk about the trial that I've been waiting so fucking long to talk about. That is the Megan Lee Stalin versus Tory Lane's shooting trial. And why it's actually looking bad for Megan? And why she might lose? What? We need to get into that. We need to talk about the tragic, tragic passing of the entertainer twitch who you may know from the ellen show and just everything that happened in the days leading up and why he did it we just need to talk about his death and then we're going to talk about how a few gays are being assaulted both both verbally and physically ariana grande's brother frankie was robbed at gunpoint we need to talk about what the fuck happened and then sam smith is being bullied by their own kind on twitter calling them every horrible word in the book we need to get into that but before we do make sure you rate this podcast five star on spotify of a podcast you're already hearing may as well do so screenshot yourself listening to it post that screenshot on your instagram story and tag me at petty pop culture and i will hit you up in the dms i've gotten back to almost all the dms there's a lot in there i try to give really thorough responses when i do though so do that and i will definitely hit you up if you post me on your story i will see you immediately this is a tuesday friday class so don't forget to never miss a class there is an attendance policy and you will lose a million percent every day that you are absent and yeah without further ado welcome to pop culture university class is in session take your seats
1: you know that i'm afraid you know i like it so i'm trying to make a movie i'm giving you the call so let me put this pussy on you yeah daddy come in. let me put this pussy on you cause uh
0: so i woke up on wednesday morning and as everyone does the first thing i did was check my phone even before i take my first breath of oxygen in the morning and remind myself that i'm a human I check my phone. It is the feeding tube that gives me life. I'm addicted to it. I have to do it first thing. I'm not like one of those people who are like, I meditate for 30 minutes in the morning. Not me. Right to the screen. Anyway, I woke up and I, and I saw something right when I opened Twitter that just shook me to my core. It's one of those things that when you, it pops up on your screen, you gasp. It was just one of those announcements that I thought, you know, it, it had to be fake. It had to have been wrong and you get know, all people on twitter will change their at a little bit so it looks like they're a news outlet but they're not and they're just trolling i was like no no no, this has to be false and the tweet claimed that the man named steven boss aka twitch who we know for his stage name twitch died tuesday morning if you don't know twitch was a beloved entertainer in hollywood he was only 40 years old he was on so you think you can dance he had a show called Twitch Please Help Me Dance. He choreographed and background dance for so many projects like Hairspray the movie, Dancing with the Stars, but he's mostly known for being Ellen's DJ, sidekick, best friend on her show that all the talk show people have you know, the one that they bounce jokes off of and, ah, ha, 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 very funny and turn to in awkward moments. He was like that for Ellen DeGeneres. I just remember coming home every day, watching the Ellen show and loving his presence on the screen. I thought he was so funny. I thought he was so confident, cool. I loved seeing him. I thought he was cute. I just loved everything about him. So when I saw the news that he died oh, at only 40 years old, I was so shocked and confused. Ellen did a really cute tribute that she posted um, like a, a year ago when her show ended and it was just, this was just all over the internet, and it was a very much a tearjerker.
1: I'm supposed to be throwing a, a, to a montage right now of some of our favorite celebrity moments, but I'm not going to do that. Um, over a decade ago, I met someone who changed my life and, and our show. And I'm talking about you, Twitch. Come here. I love you so much, and it's been an emotional week. And uh, What is something you would like to
0: say to Twitch? Like, What has he meant to you?
1: Um... Well, I don't want to say goodbye. Whenever he's not here for whatever reason, it's just different. I mean, I, I, I count on him to, to look over at and make silly jokes and, and he's my pal, you know? He's my sidekick because, I, you know, we have, this, we have this connection. So just looking over and, and, and he makes me laugh. He really, really makes me laugh. You only- I, I, I love you, Twitch. And you know how much we, we we tell each other that every day. When we say goodbye after the show, we both say love you. He says love you much, and I say love you. And so he's never going to be out of my life. He's he's always a part of my life. And uh, that's it. I love you like crazy. Uh, uh, sorry, I was not prepared. <coughs> I love you, and also, I love the family that we've gained here. And um,
0: something that i always remember is that you gave me a place where I can just be myself, you know what I mean? Um, I came here to dance one time, to do a dance cross for
1: you, you know what I mean? Um, and now I've gained a family, you know? I've gotten married, we've had more kids on the show, and whether I was a real DJ or not, I always felt at home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I thank you for that, Ellen. I, 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 it's unforgettable times, so I thank you, and I thank all of the crew here that we've gained as family. I love you so much. We love you so much. You're a fake DJ, but you're a real good man. Absolutely. You're a real good man. We'll be back.
0: The fact that this was real just blew my fucking mind and i instantly was so devastated and when i saw the news and they didn't say how he died i was worried i knew that could only mean one of a few things and i hoping i was hoping it wasn't the worst thing you know it could have been something with drugs you know there was fentanyl going on which i mean no judgment a lot of people do drugs like a lot of people that i know like like it's no judgment i think that's an awful thing and whoever sells something like that is a criminal and i don't judge anyone for that um i was like maybe there was foul play oh my god but the worst thing turned out to be true and tragically he died by suicide. Um, and that's just so sad to think that's just the most painful way to think of someone dying because of how much mental anguish and pain they had to have gone through for who knows how long leading up to that. And that just like emptied me. It just destroyed me knowing that that's what happened. I couldn't believe it. Um, so this is how apparently this went down. So the news broke up on Wednesday, I believe. So on Tuesday we found out from all the reports going on from his family he left his house Tuesday morning you know he didn't take much time for himself in the morning it was like 10 a.m he he did this very quickly who knows what he was doing the night before like planning this I don't know but he left his house really early and he didn't take his own car he just kind of walked out the front door and his wife was really confused she was like where are you going he apparently didn't really say where I'm assuming he ubered when he left because he went to a hotel but the wife thought it was really super super strange that he left the house without his keys or his car because he like he never does that she's said he's never done that before in his life so she was really really concerned that he was not being super open about what was going on so she says she literally called the police because she was so worried and meanwhile he got to the hotel went to a room on one of the higher floors and he made the decision in that moment to actually follow through and he shot himself Um, that's, I mean, even just saying that out loud, because saying it out loud, like makes it feel real that he actually, that that happened. It's so sad. The amount of, the, the headspace you have to have moved into to actually have the courage to do that makes me feel so awful for him. What a heavy fucking thing for everyone in his family who had to hear about that someone in the hotel heard him because of course it was a gunshot and they broke into his room and they found him that's like the craziest thing too because i feel like that uh, him doing it at a hotel kind of shows the kind of like man he was like he didn't want anyone he knew to like to find him he wanted to do it in just a like a private way because he he like even in his lowest moment he was still thinking like how can i make this not if like not traumatize people more. And we'll get into that more. But but that's crazy. Like right before you do that, I like I would just be thinking like someone is gonna find me. That's crazy. Like my body will still be here. Oh oh my god. That's it's just crazy. Everyone said prior to that day there were really no signs at all. And watching him on Ellen, you would never know. It's just wild that someone who was so kind to everyone and spread so much love could house such a dark entity inside of him everyone said he was a huge bright light everyone who worked with him anyone who knew him so many celebrities which we'll get to just said the most kind things about him his job was literally to make everyone happy and bring joy and bring the good vibes and be like the leader of the function who gets everyone on their feet and gets everyone going every time i saw twitch on my screen i just felt the best energy from him and I thought he was so amazing and I remember all the segments that he was on and I bet a lot of people are being really hard on themselves today and maybe hating themselves a lot for the last few days and I don't think that's fair I don't think anyone should blame themselves in this situation he was just one of those strong solid happy seeming people who you would have never known could have done, could have wanted to do something like this and I think it's unfair to want to blame ourselves but it's also just a human thing to do Like, it makes people feel like they missed something. Like, we were so caught up in our own lives that we forgot to do our humanly duty and be there for each other and check in on each other. But it's hard. Whenever stories like this come out, like, with Robin Williams or any other celebrity or public figure or someone on the internet, you know, like, does that, everyone was always like, check on each other. Check on your strong friends. Make sure you're there for each other. Reach out to people we've heard that before but it's really hard because of course you want to check on people and make sure that people are okay but it's also not really natural to want to get into someone's business and be like tell me how you're feeling tell me exactly how you're feeling even if it's bad and you're depressed and tell me all your trauma tell me what's going on it's not really an easy thing to do it's a really like awkward conversation to have with someone and a lot of people just don't want to share i'm sure people have tried before to just check on someone's but it's not like you can pry something that deep like Out of them, that's just not their vibe. They don't want to share. They would rather just be a people pleaser and a giver, and in their mind, a good person. And they don't want to worry anyone. They just want to suffer in silence. So yeah, I think we should continue to try to check on each other and do our part in that way. But it's it's really tough to just take away, like just leave the situation with that takeaway of you. We need to check on each other because that's not always what's going on. I think one of the biggest issues is how people are trained in society and raise their whole life to just suffer in silence. And especially men in society as suicide is more prone in that group. They're trained not to talk about their issues. And I see it in other guys all the time. And even though I'm a gay guy, I grew up with the same pressure. Like boys don't cry, but like boys aren't supposed to have emotions. Why are you getting upset? You just feel that pressure immensely. I promise. Even from the time you're like three years old and you can start even thinking, you, you you just know you're supposed to not act like a girl, quote-unquote, even though acting like a girl means just showing basic human emotion and feeling your emotions. And I feel like gay guys, there's kind of like a good part about being gay, as in, you know, you're already out as gay. You're, you've already told anyone you like men. Like, how much more feminine c- could that get? So it, there's almost like this wall has broken down, and you can cry. Like, you, you can express your emotions, and it's more normalized. So I feel like... I do I do cry often I do you know tell people how I'm feeling I'm 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 very open about that and I think it's just because of the situation that I'm already in where I don't really have anything to lose but straight men they do and they want to stay in that masculine box of not telling everyone what is going on and I can't speak for the black community but statistically suicide is very prevalent in there as well and there may just be like an added pressure to be tough or no emotion I don't know but I wish we could like go back in time and like just look at who started that in the whole scheme of the patriarchy that men have to act inhuman, that they're almost like too, um, like logical or better than women where they can't show basic emotion. It's just such a ridiculous, horrible thing. And I wish I could go back in time and smack that person and be like, no, like we're not going to like normalize that. And I think Twitch just thought he was doing what he should do, which is, be you know that strong leader and be strong for everyone and not make anyone worry about him but he just couldn't take it anymore and it's hard for me to blame twitch for that it's hard for me to think of anyone to blame for that i just wish things were different when it comes to why uh we haven't gotten reports of a no or anything we don't really know why he had a lot of projects coming out in 2023 his career was going great he was making money thriving if you've ever seen his tiktoks he had an amazing house as i said he has a wife who he recently married to like three years ago things seem to be going amazing with them in love they had kids like three he has three young kids so you know it seems like he has it all what else can someone want it seems like there's a lot to live for a lot of happiness there so no one really knows why unfortunately i think sometimes people just have a chemical imbalance and they could be so haunted by depression and their brain forces them to look at life in a really cynical and dark way. And those thoughts can involuntarily take over someone. And there's not much someone from the outside can do, even though from our point of view, from our lens, looking at them, we see them as this amazing human with so much to live for. And like their life is filled with so much hope and wonder. But from their lens, from their POV, it's so dark. And no matter what they have in their life, they'll be just clouded by this. I wish I could just hug Twitch and sit him down and tell them that, tell him that all his problems have a solution and please don't do something like this there's so much hope there's so much to live for and just try to tell him just fill him with hope and let him know so many different alternative amazing outcomes that his life can take and whatever is bringing him down there's a solution to it i know this is going to sound like cheesy but in high school i was in this group called peer helpers and it was a group of like student therapists basically where five boys and five girls from each grade. When you're a freshman, the first month everyone takes a blind vote to vote five boys and five girls out of like 800 to join this club. And when they were asking people to vote, they would say vote for who you feel like you can talk to who you feel like won't judge you, who will listen, help you and is just a nice person that you would feel comfortable approaching about problems that you're having. And I'm very thankful that people voted for me. It was a great compliment that people thought I was nice and felt safe with me. I mean, that's like one of the best compliments of all time. I was so flattered and it made me feel really great about what I was doing as a human, I guess. And in that club, we really learned a lot and you would go on a retreat after you were like voted in to get like a crash course or crash college course about literally being a therapist you would learn how to talk to people in dire situations like that how to help people through different traumas that they're going through uh like conversational conversational methods to have with someone and really just skills on listening and then acting when someone comes to you with Situation in their life, and one of those situations included how to talk to someone who is having suicidal thoughts like that. And the one thing I can remember from that, even though I was like 13 when that when I first was in that club, um, is when someone is in a situation like that, you just have to overflow them with hope. Because the number one reason that people recount when they've like survived a suicide attempt is um, saying that they felt hopeless about everything in their life. So, you they would teach us to fill someone with hope and just brainwash them to know to let them know that they have a lot of hope in their lives because they do they actually do they're just in a space where they feel hopeless they would say to just listen to them and even if you don't give them exact solutions on what on what to do to fix their problems you just let them know that there's so many outlets and so many different ways that their life can change in a day a month or a year or or 10 minutes from now and they want you can give suggestions of how to do that and what to do and blah, blah, blah. But the main point was just just overflow them with hope. Another thing was never leave someone alone in a situation like that ever. And if they do say the words that they want to act on it, then you have to either tell someone immediately that you know is with them in real life and or literally call the police. And a lot of people are like, no, if you tell anyone what's going on, if you call the police, I'll never forgive you. I'll be mad at you forever. But it's better that than, than be dead. And I know that's a hard thing to do, but you have to do that rather than be scared of someone being mad at you and i'm happy i was in that club even though a lot of people at school thought it was such a joke and peer helpers just walk around the school thinking they're better people than the rest of us and they're self-righteous blah 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 you guys don't do shit i'm happy i was equipped with those skills because i did have to help a lot of people through situations like that that i just didn't tell anyone about because i'm not going to air everyone's shit out so when people would be like you guys don't do anything i'd be like i know right Ha ha ha. we do nothing But there was like multiple situations where I did have to do something. One time, one of my peers in high school was posting on her Snapchat story that her demons won goodbye to everyone, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people were texting me. They were like, I can't get a hold of her. I don't know what's going on. They were like, can you try? So I tried to like call her and text her and email her and do all the shit. And I eventually got into contact with her. And she was telling me what the problem was, telling me why she's down, telling me why she's thinking about this. And I was giving her every single outlet of hope and and possibility for her life and telling her how much she had to live for and every day comes with a, like a thousand tons of hope and I felt it working as I was talking to her she was like feeling better and even like I, I did have to tell her mom and then tell the school and everything because you just have to do stuff like that and I made sure someone was with her before I hung up the phone with her but situations like that are real and just being equipped with knowledge or even just knowing like The resources you can go to online and the numbers you can text, which has been changed recently from its old, like, longer number to just 988, 988, or you can text the number 988, text them anything, and you will get a response back and get help back. Luckily, the girl I helped is doing so good today and living her life and found love and everything, and I'm so fucking happy and relieved, and thank God. So yes, we should normalize checking in on people but it's not always that easy and i wish things were just different there was a rumor that twitch's finances were in trouble and that's the reason that he was feeling like this that was confirmed not to be true at all so don't believe that if you do hear that Mm -mm, not true a lot of people were then giving tributes to him today all super super sad maybe literally cry while i was reading them his wife of course was one of the first ones and she said it is with the heaviest of hearts that i have to share my husband Stephen has left us oh oh my god that's so sad like they were literally on tiktok last week like kissing and all this shit and i i know he loved them and i know he would like go to the ends of the earth for his kids and his wife but in situations like that he may have just felt like he was doing them like a service or or something or he thought it was just gonna get so dark and they would be better off without him or something which is of course not true but i don't think he was being selfish i think he loved them to the end of the earth she continued Stephen lit up every room he stepped into he valued family friends and community above all else and leaning with love and light was everything to him he was the backbone of our family and the best husband and father and an inspiration to his fans to say he has left a legacy would be an understatement and his positive impact will continue to be felt i'm certain there won't be a day that goes by that we will not honor his memory we ask for privacy during these difficult times for myself and especially for our three children shout out to her she's so fucking strong oh my fucking god that's so sad. Ellen DeGeneres posted immediately after and said, I'm heartbroken. Trich was pure love and light. He was my family, and I loved him with all my heart. I will miss him. Please send your love and support to Allison, his beautiful wife, and his kids, Wesley, Medix, and Zaya i i believe that's how you pronounce it michelle obama said i was heartbroken to learn about the passing of Stephen twitch boss who i got to know over the years through my let's move initiative and visits to the ellen show my heart goes out to his wife allison and his three children during this difficult time j-lo said twitch was such a light and a beautiful soul shocked and deeply saddened my heart breaks for twitch his wife and children sending you love and strength Kerry Washington said the world lost a bright light today. Twitch brought joy and love to people all over the world through his music and dance. My heart is heavy today for his family and those who knew him and loved him. You never know what people are struggling with or going through. Hug your loved ones, call your friends, reach out to people in need. And if you need someone to talk to who is in a crisis, Call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Megan Trainer said, You were the nicest. You lit up every room. You made us all smile with your infectious smile. I loved when we would make eye contact and shimmy and dance till the break was over. You went out of your way to say hi to my family and hug each one of us. I left the show thinking, wow, I want to be just like Twitch. You inspired me to spread love everywhere I go because that's what you were. Love and light. Last Halloween too, this is so fucking sad. He dressed up as an old man and he was like, this will that this will be what i look like when i'm old in 2060 and now he's not gonna look like that uh, people were showing that tweet it was so sad so anyway what can we learn from this um i don't want to make the lesson about everyone else i just want to make lessons about like the individual and i would say just don't suffer in silence all your problems will subside even the most horrible things i promise there is a solution or a way to sweeten it you have so much to live for. There is never no hope, which is the biggest thing to want to instill in you guys. It is never hopeless. There is never no hope. There's an endless, inf- infinite possibilities of hope no matter what you're going through. I meant to be.
1: So I'll say words I don't believe. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. You were bigger than the whole sky. You were more than just a short time. I've got a lot to find about. I've got a lot to live without. I'm never going to be. What could have been? What should have been?
0: The day has finally fucking come. The trial of the goddamn year. This is my Super Bowl. This is a trial where the judicial system better not fail me as it fails literally everyone. So if you guys don't know, the trial between Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez has finally begun. Let the games fucking begin. I feel like I'm in the Roman Coliseum and I'm seeing two gladiators fight to the death and I need Tory to lose. So if you guys don't know, back on July 12th, 2020, a horrible debacle began for the music community, specifically the rap community. And it caused like a cultural war almost for these past two years between these two people. So on that day, Megan Thee Stallion, Tory Lanez, and Megan's friend Kelsey, her best friend at the time, were all all partying at Kylie Jenner's house. Of course, a Kardashian has to be involved. They left the house at some point and on their drive home, there was four of them in the car, Megan Thee Stallion, Kelsey, Tory Lanes, and their security guard who was driving them. And at one point, they got in a fight, the three of them. That was so bad, the driver had to stop the car. Megan got out of the car in the middle of the street. And Tory, from behind one of the doors, shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot, in the middle of the street in the late hours of the night after leaving kylie jenner's house so this is like the nice neighborhood this is like the gated community this shit does not happen here that's what happened that is megan's story police came helicopters were flying over blood was on the floor trailing from megan's feet but megan told the cops that she was cut by glass she didn't say tori shot her then later she said no tori shot me i just didn't tell the cops i was shot because I didn't want them to do their whole police brutality thing that they love doing and potentially kill one of us. Very smart thing to do. Very selfless. Anyway, ever since then, they've been going on a war back and forth about if Tori actually shot her. And the trial was postponed for a few reasons. I forgot why, but it is finally on now. And as things were heating up this week, Megan and the prosecution team added a third felony charge onto Tori's chart. So he... Could be facing a lot right now. And he's already on probation. Keep that in mind. So if he loses this trial, he could get 22 years in jail or deported because apparently he does not have his visa. I forgot where he's from. Deported back to hell because he's from hell. So he might get deported back to hell or just sent to jail for 22 years. He's being charged with discharging a firearm with gross negligence relating to a conflict, assaulting a semi-automatic firearm, personal use of a firearm, and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle. Let's just make one thing clear. Tory Lanez is guilty. <laughs> Period. That's what I'm saying. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that's fact because they're in trial, but he's guilty. He's terrified as hell. He's on probation. His life is basically at stake. He does not want to go to jail for twenty two years. So, if your life is on the line, you will say and do anything. And I just know these past few months, him and his defense team, who are as solid, they're they're like the dream team. They're like the OJ Simpson defense team. They're very they're very good. I know they've been sitting, having meetings for months about what the fuck they can do to get Tory, who I, I mean, in my opinion, allegedly, it's clearly. Guilty. They're trying to see what they can do to make him look innocent, and he's already done a lot leading up to the trial to try to do that. He's put out a whole album basically rapping horribly about how he's innocent. He's posting tweets about God, blah, blah, blah. Any name that goes against me will will be condemned by, by the Lord. Bitch, shut the fuck up. He paid blogs to post fake evidence from doctors and lawyers saying that Megan wasn't actually shot. They found no bullet fragments in her feet. She was lying. They were all proven to be false reports. So he was already trying to turn the court of the public opinion against megan from day one and men are like master liars and I, I i truly you know i used to want to give men the benefit of the doubt after watching an hour-long live stream of Tory lane's talking about why he's innocent i was almost convinced you guys how dare i let myself be swayed like that i was almost convinced by the end he was lying to like his like uh, rupaul was like lie for your life and Tori did. He lied for his fucking life and he was convincing. But he's a liar. And I will get into why. He even brought his son to the trial on the first day. <laughs> Kids aren't even allowed in the courtroom, sir. Stop trying to pull the I'm this wholesome dad, family guy vibe. All he did was walk his son in to the courtroom and then someone walked him right back to the car for five seconds. He's doing that much for the court of public opinion because I swear, men are very like, perception is reality. That's what it is to men. They think as long as I look innocent, I will be. Where I feel like as women are about more the facts and not perception just the cold hard facts. So, he's trying to convince everyone in the public that he's innocent. He's even getting all of his male rapper friends to go against Megan like to Baby and 50 Cent and even Drake who clearly does not like women. He was rapping in one of his new songs, bitch lied about getting shot, but she's still a stallion taking Tori Lane's side. And then Megan The Stallion had to tweet to defend herself against all of this, even saying to Drake, I hope all of you guys remember that your favorite rapper went against a woman who was getting shot or something, or something about, I hope you guys basically remember that Drake is an awful person and went against a woman who was literally assaulted. And the first thing Megan said when she got on the stand on this trial was... Actually, 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 before she even walked in the room, she got out of the car to walk to the courtroom and I swear to God, Tori hired the paparazzi outside because they were yelling at Megan saying, why are you lying on this boy, Megan? Why are you lying about Tori? Stop lying. She's being heckled on the way in and that just goes to prove the boys club that this is and how people just do not believe women and there's more on the line here than just an innocent or guilty verdict. I feel like there's like a cultural consequence on, th- on the line of women being believed for any sort of assault committed against them anyway during the trial Megan said that she was in so much emotional distress about being bullied and lied about online by all of these haters and all of these men that Tori had put against her that she wished that Tori would have just shot her and killed her she literally said that she quote said i can't even be happy i can't even hold a conversation with people for a long time i don't feel like i want to be on this earth i wish he would have just shot and killed me if i knew what i would have to go through and all of this torture yeah isn't that so fucking sad and i believe her too i know how much this has been affecting her she always has to defend herself online it must really wear someone down And some people like Tori are just so evil that they don't even care that she's going through all that. He's still going to not take responsibility for what he did. She even said her biggest fear right when she got into the ambulance that night that she was shot was that no one would believe her because, quote, no one believes women. She said on the stand, I'm telling on one of your guys' friends and everyone is going to hate me. Every man in a position of power in the music industry has been giving me hell for the last three years. Because I was shot, I've been turned into some kind of villain, and he's the victim. This has messed up my whole life. This whole situation in the industry is like a big boys' club. I'm telling on one of y'all friends, and now you're going to hate me.
1: I never put my hands on anybody. I never raised my voice too loud. Like This was one of them times where it was like, it shouldn't have got this crazy. It shouldn't have escalated to Red. the that it did. So I get out the car, and it's like, everything happens so fast. Yes. And all I hear is this man screaming. Is He said, dance, and he starts shooting. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, he shot a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I, I so was so So is he scared. in the car, shooting from the car, Megan? He now is, is he... standing up over the window okay. shooting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even want to move. I didn't want to move too quick. Like, cause I'm like, oh my god, if I take the wrong step, I don't know if he can shoot something that's like super important. I don't know if he could shoot me and kill me. Like, were you afraid for your life at that I time? I was really scared because I had never been shot at before. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so let's let's talk about the prosecution. To me, this seems like a very open and closed case, and for Megan's team, it should be pretty fucking easy. But as we know in the judicial system, it, it doesn't always work out that way. But Megan's Arguments were very straightforward. She said, yes, I was shot. The doctors can confirm. The doctor went on trial, went on stand, swore on the Bible. He pulled bullet fragments out of her feet. The jury believes it is fact. It it is a fact that Megan was shot. She told the jurors that Tori offered her $1 million to keep quiet. And she said that she couldn't walk for a while. She still has nerves damage, and she can't feel the side of her left foot. And she said the back of her feet are always sore, but she just has to keep pushing through it. And we know how much Megan is hands on the knee, shaking ass on her thought shit. She needs to rely on those feet for a lot, for making the, making the millions, making the M's. So the fact that that is even in jeopardy now, she, she needs to sue him all, all together for, what's it called? like Compromising income or something. Ruining earning opportunities. Seriously. But yeah, doctors provided factual evidence. There were bullet fragments in her foot and they provided evidence that she had to undergo a surgery to get them removed. All that seems pretty fucking straightforward. Obviously, if there were only three other people there, her security didn't shoot her. Kelsey didn't shoot her. So it's Tori who shot her. This is the gag. This is, this is the fucking gag. Tori's defense on this trial is that he did not shoot Megan, but Megan's best friend Kelsey shot her. he's pointing the finger at someone else. L-O-L. Fucking dud. This is how I know he's lying. Because last year in that hour-long live stream that I watched of Tori, he kept going on and on about how Megan was not shot. He said, you were not shot. You did not get shot, Megan. He said, you stepped on glass. There were no bullet fragments in your feet. You didn't undergo surgery because there was nothing in there. He said the doctors didn't pull any fragments out. How would you even be able to walk if you got shot in the foot? So that was his story last year. But his story now, since there's proof from doctors that she was shot, is that her friend shot her because he doesn't have anything else to do. Because in between now and then, his old story was proven to be false. So he goes, "Uh uh-oh. Well, I have to say someone shot her. Let's say it was Kelsey. And let's make up a fake story and say that me and Kelsey were sleeping together, but me and Megan were also sleeping together. And they were mad at each other. And that's why... That's how they found out and they got into a huge fight and Kelsey just pulls out a gun and shoots her. Girl, be fucking for real. There were even text on Kelsey's phone from that night that said that was uh, sent to Megan security. Please help. Tori just shot Megan. Why the fuck would those be on her phone if she just shot Megan? Like, did she instantly think in that moment? Oh, let's just blame this whole thing on Tori. No. So both of the women were saying, yes, Tori shot her. So right now it seems like Megan would win, right? well, here comes this dark cloud. Here comes the darkness. Here comes the evil. Satan is here. This is what happened afterwards. So, Tori's lawyer said, it's been almost two and a half years and Tori has patiently waited this day for trial and here we are. I believe once everybody's heard parts and pieces of this case, once the whole case comes out, I think we'll be confident that the jury will find my client not guilty and he will be exonerated of all charges. So, when Megan got on the stand... She was exposed for something. Megan was exposed for lying about something, and I, and I'ma just be real. Even though I'm a hottie till the till the death of me, Megan was exposed for lying. If you recall when she was on her CBS this morning interview talking to Gail King about the situation, she said that her and Tori did not have an intimate relationship. That was a lie. I don't hate her for that, though. I respect her for lying that business did not need to be aired out on CBS this morning. That's just a fact. I'm surprised they even asked her that on CBS this morning. I think that's so fucked up. And I think this whole situation is fucked up because that doesn't, even if Megan did sleep, with that doesn't warrant him getting so mad at her and having like a lover's quarrel that he gets to shoot her. That, that doesn't mean what he did was okay. So I just think that whole thing is silly. But when Megan got on the trial, you know, she swore in the Bible. So she had to be honest. And she said, She did have an intimate relationship with Tori and Tori at the time was priorly having an intimate relationship with Megan's best friend, Kelsey. And Megan apparently knew that Kelsey still had a crush on Tori at the time that Tori and Megan were being intimate. So, you know what? It seems like that part of Tori's defense was true. Megan was hooking up with Tori and Kelsey was also hooking up with Tori months prior. But it seems as though from Megan's point of view, she thought Kelsey and Tori were over because Megan and Tori both live in L.A. They were hooking up in L.A. Kelsey had to go back to Texas because she got COVID super bad for a few months. And, you know, they're not going to be hooking up when she has COVID. So I think Megan thought they were on a pause or something. And they were hooking up. So yeah, Megan did lie about something, but I don't hate her for that. But it is kind of a bombshell, right? Like, oh, that's not looking good for Megan. (sniffs) Anyway, when asked why she did not previously reveal the nature of her relationship with Tori, Megan said that she was embarrassed. She said, quote, because it's disgusting at this point. How could I share my body with someone who could do this to me? Absolutely. And before the trial, it was none of our damn fucking business. I agree with that. If someone who I hooked up with turned out to be an idiot dud who then shot me in the foot, uh, yeah, I'm denying that we ever did anything together. What? I just know plan B is about Tory Lanez now. I know it and it makes me so happy because that is the most brutal diss track against anyone of all fucking time. And I'm so happy that it is about Tory Lanez's bitch ass when she says, my pussy is the most expensive meal you'll ever eat. Fuck you, still can't believe I used to trust you. The only accolade you ever made is that I fucked you. You a bitch. If you get the chance, I bet you snitch. You'll never get a chance to tell me come and pack my shit. So true. Because Tori is just like so like like not talented, and Megan is so talented. Everything she said is right. Anyway, let's 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 get into the the, the reality of the fight in the car we finally know what the fight was about there used to be so many stories about what went on i heard versions that someone said the fight started because megan was insulting tori lane's rap ability i mean she should just do that anyway he's a flop other people were saying that they were just fighting about not wanting to leave the house party yet but now we know that the fight in the vehicle started when tori hinted At Megan and Tori's relationship to Kelsey and then he tried to pit the two women against each other calling them bitches and hoes in the car and that's what was said in try I think he was trying to seem like this player this stud womanizer thinking he was cool for banging two best friends and getting them to fight each other but he like tried to get them to fight each other but I think Tori was just trying to paint the picture that Kelsey was really mad at Megan to go with his whole defense now this is something that was also said that I saw came out of this. The, the gag is that the gun was in the front seat of the car where Kelsey was. And then on the third day, which was this morning, Kelsey finally took the stand to clear up some things. But this is the gag. Kelsey is team Tory, And let me tell you why Kelsey is team Tory and why this is looking really bad for Megan and how it's almost like a perfect storm against Megan because Kelsey took the $1 million that Tori offered her to stay silent about the whole situation. So she's going to get up on there and use her, uh, fifth amendment power to not answer the questions that she's being asked to not incriminate Tori. And Megan's prosecution team is not putting Kelsey on trial. So she can't be prosecuted in this sense. And they also granted her immunity so they can't go back and then press charges against her because Megan's prosecution team thought that Kelsey would just obviously cooperate what Megan was saying to wrap this trial up and just put Tori behind bars. But she seems to be more loyal to the million dollars she got from Tori than to Megan, because she was only answering things that would basically make Tori look good, which is so fucked up. So in previous statements, Kelsey said that she witnessed Tori aiming the gun at Megan in the downward direction and then firing. So clearly shooting her feet. But now that she's on trial, she's saying that all those things she said in the past were lies that she was saying before, because she wanted to protect herself against Megan, who she thought could use her power or money to do something to Kelsey. That's what she was saying. And she said that she could no longer recall the alleged incident in the SUV and doesn't remember him seeing, doesn't remember seeing Tori holding a gun or firing it at Megan at all. So maybe she's not technically lying if she knows Tori shot Megan, she's just saying, I don't know. She's just really cutting out a lot of the truth here. Evil. Money makes people do crazy things. She's truly selling her soul for that check. And then when she asked, when she was asked if Tori Lane's offered her a million dollars, she, this was her response. She didn't say no because that would be lying under perjury and she could get herself in trouble. She said, that wasn't the exact wording. He mentioned the million but again, it was a blur. So she really couldn't remember. What? <laughs> so if, if I was the jury, I would hear, yes, I absolutely took it. And that's why I'm not saying anything right now. So here's the parts where Kelsey was happily saying a lot of things that made Megan look bad. Let's just go down this list of unfortunate things she said. So Kelsey recalls that Tori was asking Megan in the car that night why Megan had not told her friend Kelsey about their intimate relationship together. And Kelsey said that she was really upset and confused in that moment. And when she heard that Megan and Tori had an intimate relationship, she just felt really hurt and betrayed by Megan. She said that on the trial, making Megan look horrible. And she told the jury that she was extra hurt because Megan was even the one who set Kelsey and Tori up to start having a relationship. So she felt played by Megan. Not only is she making Megan look disloyal but she's making her look jealous which also corroborates tory's story and helps him she was saying that the reason they had to leave kylie jenner's house that night is because tory was flirting with kylie apparently and megan was getting so jealous in her drunken state because they were drinking that night that she was acting a fool in the pool and her wig was almost falling off and she wanted to break up kylie and tory and didn't want to see that going on kelsey said quote he was flirting with kylie so megan apparently made it a really uncomfortable situation for everyone involved and Kylie just kicked Megan out because of how jealous she was getting. And Megan left with Tori because Megan didn't want to leave her there. And Kelsey just said she was so confused. She didn't know what was going on. She said, quote, he was just saying that they had a relationship and they were still having a relationship. And the argument ensued And it just continued. Me and her were then arguing about disloyalty. A lot of name calling broke out and everyone's taking jabs at each other. And then she told the prosecutors that she does remember Tori calling both of the women bitches and hoes. This is where this whole thing just gets ridiculous to me. Tori, I'm not going to believe that you were flirting with Kylan and she was reciprocating. That's ridiculous. I will never believe that. That's laughable. That does not make sense at all. So I guess it does make Megan look bad because... Kelsey said this on trial, but the whole, what I need Kylie Jenner to get on the stand. And apparently they're asking Kylie to uh, testify. So I really hope she does. Corey Gamble, Chris's boyfriend is going to testify. I don't know what he has to do with it. I don't know if he was there that night. Corey is so weird to me. He's just like in all these kids business. I don't know, but he's going to testify. There were a few things that Kelsey said that made Megan look decent. And Kelsey said that she does remember sending the text to Megan's bodyguard that said, help, Tori shot Meg, call 911. But she said that she didn't eyewitness see Tori shoot Megan. She just heard a gunshot go off, saw Megan bleeding, and just assumed that it was Tori. And when she was asked by the prosecution if she shot Megan, Kelsey said that those claims are ridiculous ridiculous and she did not shoot her so to me even though kelsey's really trying to help tory here because tory spewed out a million dollars to try to keep himself out of jail until 2044 even with this defense that is kind of making sense that tory pulled off i'm still on team megan and if i was a juror it would still be obvious to me that this man is a liar pathological liar sociopath crazed narcissist lock him up that i mean I, I i would be in there in that jury room like 12 angry men and i wouldn't leave until every one of them flipped if, if they tried to summon me for jury duty for this trial i would have pretended to never have heard of megan the stallion in my life i'd be like who megan the who a, a horse and then i would go in that jury room and fight for my life for her i would love to just like be in this courtroom and see what's going on i want to just see megan rip him to fucking shreds i wish i was that person in the courtroom that draws like the pictures of what's of what's going on while people are like fighting for their lives i would draw the worst photos and i would draw tori as a demonic entity who's bleeding from all of his orifices and all the photos and i would get fired but i still just want to see those people are weird at drawing anyway they're like caricature drawings at six flags or whatever but Yeah, I think that this is all so crazy and I feel so bad for Megan that she has to go through this. But I think it's cool that if you think about it, Megan could have let this go a long time ago. She never had to take this to trial. She could have just stuck with the whole glass in the foot story so no one knew. So none of her personal business got out because she kind of had a lot to lose by going through this and having her maybe exposed as not the most loyal friend or the most loyal person or whatever. You know, she she, she had a, a lot to risk by going to court like this. She also knew that a lot of people probably wouldn't believe her and that she's up a lot. She's, she's up against the whole rap community and the whole online community and the patriarchy is all against her. She's really up against a lot, but she went through with it because she wants to seek justice for herself, which is, I think, what we can learn for this. I think the story here could be about Being the one person to advocate for yourself, regardless of what a situation it is, if someone did you wrong, if someone is lying on you, there can be no justice to be served for yourself without truth. And there could be no truth unless someone rises up to tell the truth. But guess what? That probably has to be you. And Megan has a lot to face right now, a lot to overcome, but she is going to battle through all of it to be the number one advocate for herself and bring herself that peace of mind that is at the end of the day, the most valuable thing, regardless of who's going to not like her after this, how many millions of people are going to hate her. So it's about being your number one advocate, even if everyone is is against you, because right is right. Even if everyone is against it and wrong is wrong. Even if everyone is for it, you're not guaranteed to get your peace of mind. You have to go out and fight for it. So Rebuke your oppressor and seek justice for yourself.
1: Hey, fuck you, still can't believe I used to trust you. The only accolade you ever made is that I fuck you a bitch. I bet you switch. you never get a chance to tell me, come and pack my shit Ladies, love yourself, cause this shit could get ugly That's why as fuck niggas get money And I don't give a fuck if that nigga leave tonight Because nigga, that dick don't run me You better get on your knees and eat this pussy right Before I have another nigga do it for me Because dick don't run me, I run dick, nigga
0: Ariana Grande's mom has a gay son and a thought daughter. Isn't that fucked up? She answered that question. She said both. No, just kidding. I hate that question. Gay son and thought daughter, gay son or thought daughter. I think it's so goofy. Like, why are we implying that a gay son is just as bad as a thought daughter? Or why are we even implying that a thought daughter is bad? I would take both. You know what? Good for Joan Grande. She has a gay son and a thought daughter. What a wonderful thing. I'm so jealous of her. I hope I have a gay son and a thought daughter one day. Anyway, that gay son, Frankie Grande, he's 39, but he was just robbed at gunpoint in Manhattan by a 13-year-old boy and a 17-year-old boy. Isn't that crazy? So he is like a fierce gay man. Frankie, I don't know if you've ever seen him. I don't know how you can miss him. He is a one-person walking pride extravaganza. He is the month of June wrapped up into a human being. But I think Ariana Grande would be just as gay as him if she were a boy because ariana is so gay she's literally a drag queen i don't really consider ariana straight she's she's in the lgbtq she's a straight woman in the lgbtq but anyway frankie was just thought walking in midtown manhattan when two teenagers approached him one of them had a fake gun so it was a fake gun and the other one had a razor blades that they were both holding up to him and he was clenching his pearls he was scared Clearly, thinking the gun is real. They stole his Louis Vuitton bag, which held his iPhone, his AirPods, a pair of sunglasses, and his wallet. Oh my God. You guys, these teenagers are no fucking joke. Let me tell you. And we all know some teenagers are genetic mutations and they're built like Shaquille O'Neal. It's just a fact. There's some big teenagers at my gym one time. I, I, I know they were teenagers because they were just in high school attire as if they like just got out of school or something. And I was in the bathroom peeing with my headphones on and i heard them refer to me as that faggot over there because my headphones weren't actually on and i was like thinking of saying something but i was like wait they're so they're like really two big men I, I i would lose that fight even though they were teenagers and i'm in my 20s it's just some teenagers are really scary and i would not want to fight them is what i'm saying especially the homophobic teenagers but yeah they stole his credit card and they tried to go use it as a, at a smoke shop so embarrassing so like why would you even commit the crime if you're gonna let yourself get get caught that fast they eventually were caught they had to return everything to frankie and they were charged with robbery grand larceny unlawful use of a credit card criminal possessions of a weapon criminal possession of stolen property menacing and harassment And yeah, we do not know what their sentence was yet. Their identities are being hidden because they're just teenagers, but that's really, really scary. And I'm glad Frankie's okay because even though they were just kids, kids are so irrational and volatile. We see what teenagers are doing in high schools these days. I'm so happy he's okay frankie tweeted thank you all for your thoughts and prayers i'm so thankful to be safe and healing keep shining bright and stay safe out there so this actually happened almost a month ago but i kind of just heard about it now but um yeah that's fucking awful something else i want to talk about is how sam smith is getting mercilessly bullied online it's so sick to see these tweets that are going on. You know how the internet will just suddenly turn against someone and bullying someone will almost be the social thing that you're expected to do? People just pick someone out of the crowd, a celebrity, and just turn them into a mockery. And it becomes fun and like a hobby of people to just tear them down and pick at them for anything and to write a narrative about them that they want people to add to, that they're just awful people or losers or something. And that's what people are doing to Sam Smith currently so i was just scrolling through my timeline you know doom scrolling trying to dissociate and i keep seeing tweets just saying shit about sam smith that are like people are mean to sam smith because they're obese and not attractive like how are you guys mad at someone for that someone else said the outfits are horrendous sam is a horrible evil person who treats their fans so horribly And it's cringe AF how Sam genuinely thinks that they're sexy. It's so embarrassing and arrogant. And by the way, they're not using the right pronouns in these tweets. They're saying he. I'm just changing them because they're disrespectful. Sam Smith used to have everything, but now they are just giving me lost, confused, oblivious, no cunt, no slay, obese. And then the one that really pissed me off was one that just had a photo of him. Sorry, a photo of them from 2017 and a photo of them from 2022. And they said the downgrade is insane from those two differing years. And I know exactly why they think it's insane. Because in 2017, Sam was still presenting very male, very masculine. They were really skinny. They were wearing a lot of black, dressing like a sophisticated man, meeting all the masculinity standards. I believe Sam was still going as he, him pronouns back then. Sam was also very skinny back then. Very, very skinny. Maybe even a little bit too skinny back then so i think sam had everyone's approval back in the day because he was conforming to a lot of what people wanted them to conform to and now there's the photo of him in 2022 where they're wearing a really sparkly jumpsuit kind of the ones that harry styles wears and they go by they them pronouns they're non-binary they feel comfortable expressing their femininity and don't hold it back nail polish makeup earrings all of that they've gained weight i would consider them i guess in the plus size community now and people suddenly just hate them for nothing shea coolay who is a super famous drag queen tweeted just this week because i think she was seeing all of this hate they were getting as well did i miss something because i'm genuinely curious as to why this community is so hell-bent on bullying sam smith like what did they even do to y'all the internet isn't really a safe place for them to go on right now i don't even know if they see any of this i hope someone is advising them not to look because it's really brutal and it's just so random and out of nowhere and people are saying it's because they look lazy they look bad they look they're you know they're bad people or whatever but i'm pretty sure what's going on here is that people just are homophobic transphobic and fat phobic and sam because they're having this really huge career moment with unholy and their album is about to come out they have just been burst into the public spotlight a little too much and people don't like the image that they're seeing with their eyes and taking it out on sam and it makes me feel so bad for them because sam has struggled a lot with body image issues in their life um i don't know if you guys remember what they looked like in 2017 but very skinny um very skinny is what i'm saying sam would be open about the fact that they used to starve themselves. Sam said, quote, I'll always be at war with this bloody mirror, but this shoot and this day was a step in the right fucking direction. I have starved myself for weeks in advance and then picked and prodded at every single one of my photos. And they posted that along with a photo of them taking off their shirt in the mirror and posing shirtless with their physique that had a little bit of fat on them. But we we love that. They looked amazing. There was literally nothing wrong with that photo. And I'm happy Sam was finally able to not hate themselves so much that they could bear to even look at themselves in the mirror and then post a photo about it. How amazing. And then even with the gender expression, they finally got to this place where they were so happy. Sam said, quote, I've always had body dysmorphia and I started as an, and as I started to address that, I started to address my gender and realized that I was holding myself back to these ideas of how a man should look. After a lifetime of being at war with my gender as well, I've decided to embrace myself for who I am inside and out. So it seems like now would be a really exciting time for Sam. They're so successful and they're being them full selves expressing themselves physically and um, like internally how they've always wanted to. And it just sucks to see that when you finally start expressing yourself the way that you want to, it will turn people against you because you're no longer making them comfortable. You're no longer conforming to what they want. And it's a shitty reality that we live in. And I'm sure we can all relate to this. We get to points in our lives where we feel like we... Show a little bit of ourselves and then people just start acting different and we want to like shy away more or just be, you know, good boys and girls and just conform to what we know we're supposed to do and just shy away from our real selves. And it sucks. And I hate that Sam is going through that right now. But I think Sam is also being a really cool example of not giving a fuck. Sam just performed at the White House this week because Joe Biden signed the bill that will protect gay marriage in America, no matter what the Supreme Court does. I mean, can we get a round of a fucking pause? That's amazing. I, I'm so fucking like, stunned that, that that happened. I was so scared that the opposite would happen. And Sam got to be honored with performing at the ceremony that day, just showing the impact that them being them true selves has had on the society and culture in America. So I really like that Sam is ignoring the haters going on with their life and showing that even though you will lose a lot of people when you finally become your true self and it won't be easy you will gain so many more people who love you for the real you and that's the most liberating best feeling of all when you're surrounded by 10 times the love in a 10 times more genuine way from more from 10 times more people and it's a really intimidating journey to begin to expressing yourself whether it's about being gay or transgender or how you want to dress talk whatever like we all have that one thing that we wish we can just like show it to the world that we're nervous about how they could react. That's a really scary journey, but once you get to the other side, like Sam, you will get some hate, but you also will thrive and be met with so much love. And you know, Sam is has all these Grammy nominations and millions and millions of hundreds of millions of streams on Unholy, and it's not even that old of a song. It like just came out, so the fact that they're being met with both love and hate is a good example to us of someone who can get through it. It's worth it. Cause while all those haters are probably not being themselves and are just too scared to not conform themselves that they have to hate on Sam, Sam is showing that they'll always have the last laugh cause they're the ones who are really living. And that's what we can learn from that situation with Sam. All right, you guys Well, thank you for joining me on pop culture university today. I appreciate you all so much. I hope you had a great time listening classes dismissed. I guess the bell did go off. Um, I am still so upset about the White Lotus finale. I was thinking about that the whole episode. I'm not even kidding. I'm so mad at it, and now I, I don't even have any other TV shows to watch now. So I need to just go find a new TV show to get over the old one. Just like about boyfriends, and I need to go find a, a new one. You know what I'm saying? If anyone has a suggestion for a show, I would love to. I I, I would love to take that suggestion. I posted a photo of my butt on Twitter. So that was exciting. Um, like you posted one photo of your butt on Twitter and everyone hits you up. It's doing good though. Someone who I, who also does like the whole NSFW Twitter thing, you know, is trying to be like a Twitter baddie. We hung out and took a photo together and he posted that we'll collab if this gets enough retweets. So we'll see how it goes. I won't like collab. Like I, I would not do that, but it's just funny. My Twitter's really heating up. I'm almost at 10 K on there. So we'll see how that goes. I can't go to the, go to the gym all this time for free, you know what I'm saying? Have you guys seen the new Instagram Notes thing? Where on your story on Instagram you can like type basically a status update like you used to be able to do on Facebook, but it's attached to your story? I don't even know like what that even means, but it's when you go to your messages section and everyone has a little icon above their face in the messages and it just says in a little black box something that you're thinking and it has to be short people have been saying that they've been trying to use it as a dating app (laughs) or say something provocative to get someone to respond to them it's basically like a writing prompt for you to want to like dm someone so i've seen people on tiktok show what they are doing i just put the word penis as mine and like no one responded to that (laughs) i i clearly just did not know how that worked but i wanted to make one but yeah i've i don't know I feel like the TikTok algorithm has has been so annoying. And if Instagram would just get their shit together and stop showing so many ads, I would happily go back to Instagram and post reels on there or shorts on YouTube. Any short form, I would definitely do. Anyway, let me know if you have been making notes for your Instagram. And let me know what they say and if it's working. And if you like the feature. I, I think it has potential. I think it's cool. Remember when we all hated Instagram stories? We're like, Instagram is trying to be Snapchat. Oh my God, be yourself. You copy your loser. And now I only post my Instagram story. I never post a Snapchat story. So maybe I'll loves it. But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you guys on Tuesday. I'm recording this episode so late. I've had such a busy day. So if I seem exhausted or something, and to be honest, I recorded the first 20 minutes and then I realized my microphone was off. So I had to re-record the first 20 minutes of that. I, I essentially said the same thing, but I took longer this time. But yeah, my sister... Uh, got her pin for at like her nursing like pinning ceremony so i think she's officially a nurse so shout out to my sister tegan slay nurse she'll be a bad bitch nurse helping uh patients slay another day so congratulations but we had to like go to the ceremony and go out to eat and then i wanted to make some videos for social media and then i did this so super busy day i'm so exhausted i'm gonna go right to bed after this and yeah So anyway, I will see you guys on Tuesday. Have an amazing weekend. Rate this podcast. Put on your story. Tuesday, Friday class. Don't forget. But I know you guys won't. Okay. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.